Good morning. Today's scripture is from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. If there is therefore any exhortation in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any tender mercies and compassions, make full my joy, that ye be of the same mind, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, doing nothing through faction or through uh, vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, each counting other better than themselves, not looking each of you to his own things, but each of you also to the things of others. Have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Good morning. It's great to see everyone, as always. Um, don't forget to check on folks, because again, it is it is cold and flu season. I know we've got some some people traveling, but we've also got several folks that uh, I'm sure are are under the weather. So just make sure you check on your friends and uh, and your families. Um, we're going to continue today um, in our study as we deal with not I, but, but Christ in me. And today we're going to look at the section um, with regard to the way, that we, the way that we take on the right mindset as we view ourselves and, and we view others. And so we're going we're gonna to look at uh, Philippians chapter 2. We're going to look at John. Um, we are going to uh, probably, time permitting, I'll take a moment and go back to, to, to Genesis because this all, this all comes into play as we, as we give consideration to the example that Christ set uh, before us. And uh, I was telling, I was having to clarify with Robin earlier that that, you know, a quick look at that, it looks like Marty Feldman, for those of you that are old enough to remember Marty Feldman. Uh, but, but it is not Marty Feldman. It is a, it is a guy with... Uh, with um, a magnifying glass to give us the idea because we're going to look at we're going to look at the the Greek a little bit because the words that Paul chose um, were as always very specific and very telling with regard to what he was trying to convey uh, to, to the Philippian church um, in, in, in the context of how they look at, at others and what you and I are going to take away um, from this, this, you know, these few moments of, of conversation and, and study is going to be a challenge. I mean, it's going to be a challenge with regard to the mindset that we have as we view those around us. And so, <clears throat> as we look here at, uh, at Philippians, just want to point some things out. Um, First, as Paul does, he'll use sarcasm and uh, rhetorical questions to, to get his point across, to, you know, to draw emphasis to what he's really wanting uh, folks to see so that as best he can, he'll help his reader not miss his point. And so he says, if there is therefore any exhortation in Christ, and we know that there is, right? Right? Um, if there's any consolation of love, of course, 
there is, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, um, if any tender mercies and compassions, right? We, we know all those characteristics exist. He, he says, then make my joy complete or make full my joy, depending upon your, your translation, that you will be of the same mind and we're going to, there's a theme here with regard to joy and mind that we're going to explore. Um, but be of the same mind, having the same love, being of one accord. That's the old Church of Christ joke that everybody drove Hondas, right? Because they were all in the same accord. Um, and, and, and of one mind, right? Same mind, one mind, uh, he's telling. And so, what does that do to, to, to the church? What does that do to the readers when we, when we consider, right, if, if these things exist that he talked about, right, if these characteristics, these, these things that are supposed to manifest themselves in the lives of, of Christians, of, you know, the lives of a church, those things certainly exist. And if that's the case, he's saying, you know, help make my joy full by being basically united and focused on the right things, right? And it's easy to say, okay, have the same mind and one mind, right? Not, there isn't, there isn't us, you know, you've heard me say this, there isn't a soul sitting in this audience that if we went down through enough issues or items that everybody would be in exact, complete agreement. Do you, do you agree with that? See, that was, a, that was a trick question. What's that? He disagrees. Um, right? It, it, it wouldn't take long. I, you know, I, I could hit two or three things that I absolutely know that we would not be in, in agreement on. Um, but that does not mean that we're not of the same mind. And, and that's what we need to understand, what, what this mind is that he's talking about. It doesn't mean that you and I share the same opinions, that, share, that we share the exact same understanding with regard to, to, to doctrine and, and, and teachings. Because if anybody's been in the church long enough, you know full well that you had beliefs and understanding at one time that changed as you, as you grew, as you matured, as your knowledge um, and wisdom grew, right? So I believe that most certainly that's not what Paul's trying to say, that, that everybody is, is, a, is a Christian church robot um, that, that doesn't think anything different at any time, not at all. And so what we want to get to is what is, what is he you know, trying to convey? What does he want us to understand with regard to the idea of same mind and, and one mind? Because um, he says, if you have that, these characteristics are manifested, and if you understand and apply this idea of, of having the same love and mindset, you know, being, being in lockstep with, with one another in, in, in the Christian walk, and in the call of the church, here's the crux. Then do nothing through faction or through, and that's, right, that's, uh, you know, means without, you know, divisions, right? Without, you know, without the, the arguing and, 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 and the grumbling and, you know, and, and the selfishness. Robin's going to deal with that next week as we, as we work further down in, in this chapter through this development of who we're supposed to be. Um, 
he's saying if, if, if you have that, do nothing out of purely personal, selfish interests. But in lowliness of mind, there that mind thing is again, lowliness or humility, depending upon your, your translation. In fact, I might, I might pop over here and, and uh, read um, my New American Standard um, translation with regard to that particular passage. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see here in a second. But, but th this idea of that mind... Right? Mindset, same mind, humility of mind, um, count others better than yourself. You know, look at others with a, with a different lens, and that's hard. When, when, when you think about, when you th and, and it's not impossible, because God gives us nothing that is impossible to do. But it is a challenge for us because he's just laid out one of the greatest conflicts that exists is self versus others. Putting others ahead of self or at least alongside self because, right, anybody ever had any babies in here? Do, do babies come out with this mindset to where they're interested? You know, it's dinner time. How often has Arthur said, you all go ahead and eat? I'll wait. I'll sit here patiently. You all enjoy a nice dinner together, right? All the time? Yeah. N not even once? No, right? You, 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 you come out of the womb... Fighting for self, right? Uh, Lincoln? No? All right. If I ask enough, will I, do you think I'll get the right answer I'm looking for? No. Cameron? Brandon? Not even today, right? We come out fighting and concerned for ourselves for numero uno that that is the, that is a basic fleshly human tenet right to take care of myself to preserve myself when Jesus made the statement there is no greater love that someone has than to lay down their life for a friend that could roll off the tongue very easily but to give up one's life right you know I, when I talk about that I always want to quote Clint Eastwood from Unforgiven Right, because he, he he makes a statement to this young kid who's joined the you know the, the band with him and Morgan Freeman as they go to avenge a town that's that that uh, that, that really hurt some, some local prostitutes and they, they want to go um, present justice to, to those people and this young kid you know Clint told him I'll sterilize it but he said you know it's a it's 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 really something to take someone's life because when you do. You take everything that they have and everything that they're ever going to have. And, and, and the preservation of, of me, right, is strong. You know, your preservation of you is strong. And so to, to get out of the way of, of me is a challenge, right? 
and we have to take on, in order, in order to do that, and he doesn't say abuse yourself, ignore yourself. That's why I think I'm going to read the New American because it's got a little different language um, as you look at it. But, but because the New American uses the term not only. You know, don't only just look out for yourselves, but also look out for others, right? Make others important also. And that's part of the idea of seeing clearly, right? You know, ha having that magnifying glass, seeing through the eyes of Jesus, it takes a different mindset to put others' interests, to elevate others' interests to where you might have to, you know, ignore or deny yourself at times or for, for a period of, of, of time. And so... That's where, he's, that's where he's got us. That's where he has the, the Philippian church right now. If any of this stuff exists, these characteristics that you enjoy that have been manifested, right? Make my joy perfect, complete, mature, right? If you get to the point to where you can put on this kind of mindset that looks out for others, that, that is going to in his words, give him a completeness in his, in his joy because you have been able to, I won't even say overcome, but you've been able to harness and manage one of the most basic tenets that exists to a human, and that is self, right? That is self. You know, when Paul makes the statement, you know, each, each day there's less of me and more of him, right? I think we might have a song that, that, that says something like that, right? And, and so you and I are challenged as we go about our day, as we go about our lives, to try and take on that, that mindset. And so <clears throat> he goes on to say, um, not looking, right, each of you to his own things, or that's why I say New American, not only looking out for your own interests, but also to the things or interests of others. Have this mind in you which was also in Christ Jesus and there it is mind 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 let's talk about minds well okay to understand mind let's go look at the mindset of of Jesus Christ and, that, and that's where we're going to spend the next few minutes is looking at his example that Paul's drawing on to utilize right as the teaching and discussion point of how they should behave that would elicit, right, or manifest joy, right? That would manifest joy because that would show, right, that you've been able to move to the point of being able to place others in a place or a state of, of importance. The Greek... There's, there's several Greek words and derivatives when you look at this, the, the idea of this looking or seeing. And it's not just looking. I was going to um, just, okay, so by the way, is that, is that font big enough to see in the back? Okay, all right. Robert and I were working, talking. Um, and evidently, sometimes I have microscopic font up here, and I, I don't realize it. Um, and so we'll, we're, we're working to correct that so folks can, can, see, can see more clearly. That was a happy coincidence, wasn't it? We're talking about seeing. Um, 
But, but this idea of seeing, the, the word he uses, right, ultimately comes from um, the, the, the Greek word um, optime, which is where we get, you know, optics, optometr optometrists, that, that kind of thing. The eye, the seeing. And this word specifically is not just looking and noticing something, but it means to spy, to, to be on watch as a, as, as a watchman or a guard, to, to, to give careful visual inquiry into something so that you have the ability to see it in such a way that you can recall and observe details so that you can compare it to, to something else, right? The idea of spying. So, for instance, did any of you see the replays of the last run of the game uh, between Ohio State and Notre Dame? Anybody notice that? Two of you? We're going to switch it up. Next week we're going to talk about lying. Uh, right? Over and over, at every angle, right? Slow motion, stop motion. Was that knee up? Was that knee down? Was that forearm down, right? Um, we, we saw that over and, and we, we looked at it and we watched it, right? We gave careful inquiry. I've still got a picture of it in my mind. Do you? Yeah, Mike does. Who said no? Okay. Okay. Well, you've already come down forward for the invitation. That that that'll that'll save you some steps, Steve. Um, but but right, th those those things we will watch. We will optome. We we will invoke the idea, right? Fireworks, right? Aren't fireworks amazing? You know, around the fourth, they're they're great, and we watch them. And we're looking at all the different, you know, styles of, of fireworks that are going off, the bursts, the, you know, the, the, the thunderclaps, you know, the, the finales. And we watch and watch and watch and look at those, right? Things that, that, that you want, right? Think of something that, that, that you're looking at out there in the world, right? Are you eyeing a new car? Are you eyeing, you know, you know a new house? Are you eyeing new shoes for you? ladies and or men that have shoe fetishes, right? Um, you know, are you eyeing outfits? Um, late, guys don't do it so much, but I've heard that ladies pay a lot of attention to other ladies' outfits. Is that true? Yeah, dead silence, lying again, right? Right, um, and if you were down south, you would discuss the outfit and then it would be followed by what phrase? Bless her heart, right? Bless her heart. Look at that outfit. Bless her heart, right? Um, Lori, ever say that to you, Jim? I see a particular smile. Yeah, uh, that, that's a bless his heart scenario, right? But th there are things that garner our attention, and we look at them, and we relook at them, right? Um, and, and, and we watch them, and we can tell you all about them. That's the word that he's using. And he's applying it, right? He's applying it 
to our looking at those around us to understand what their needs are. Right? To understand what someone's needs are requires a looking. To, to, to really understand where someone is, what they might be going through. Right? One of the things I detested about masks was you could not see people's faces. Remember, if I may use Dave, can I use you, Dave? Thank you, Dave. Um, see, you ask those questions and you answer before they get a chance to say no, Dave. But Dave had a, had a friend, that, a good friend that he had lost during, during the lockdowns, during the masks. And Dave came in. I was in the back. He came through the door. And uh, I could not tell. I could not tell. But he was, he was torn up. Managed to get here, but he was torn up with grief, weren't you? And he, he's, 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 he's someone I typically, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge hugger. Um, but, you know, we'll do a bro hug, so, you know, shoulder bump. And as I got close to Dave, I, 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 could, I could tell something was off with his eyes, right? Had I not taken an extra moment to talk to him, I'd have never known. I'd have never known that he was hurting, that he was grieving, that he had lost one of his best friends, right, to a tragic illness. And to us, it's easy to roll along and to not really stop and look at, at those around us in such a fashion that we, that we understand. Because, you know, within this whole idea, right, of, 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 of watching, I, I wouldn't be afraid to say that it goes so far as to, to taking an interest in, to, to get involved, to take a moment. To, to, you know, to look at someone, to talk at someone, you know, to, to find out. Because in order to understand what someone needs, and, and, you know, if, unless they come say, I need it, right? And a lot of folks won't do that, right? A lot of folks won't do that. You and I need to work on being in the business of spying, the good kind of spying, Right? you know, of, 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 of observing, looking, looking with the intent of having the same mindset toward an individual that Jesus has, right, that Jesus has. Tough, that is tough stuff, but that, I mean, that's, that's who we are and, and, and what we're to be about. Okay, um, we could stop there. That's just a, a teaser, right? Um, but I want to take a moment and look at the mindset of Jesus, right? We could look at so much. We could look at so, so much from, from his personal encounters and how he one-on-one -on -one dealt with people, um, to, which is one of my favorite types of studies, is, is looking at Jesus as he interacts with individuals and all their different phases and walks of life and where he finds them in their, in their spiritual walks and, and struggles. But I'm going to look at the, at the overall mindset that, that drove him. As he was here in flesh, what drove 
Jesus. So let's look at John. John 1 um, reads this way. This is John's account. Oh, oh, by the way, how many that hadn't been watching uh, The Chosen have now started watching The Chosen? Ah, got a few converts. Good. For those of you that haven't, I still recommend it. Um, week after week, you're going to hear me. It, it's, it's really awesomely done. Um, really, really well done. Um, before the world began, the world was there. Or the Word was there, right? Before the world began, the Word was there. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was there with God in the beginning. Everything was made through Him, and nothing was made without Him. Uh, in Him there was life, and that life um, was a light for the people of the world. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not defeated it. And I'm just going to reference, I'm not going to, turn back to it, but when you look at Genesis 1, 26 and 27, there's, there's a lot there, but that's when God says, let us make man in our image. In our image, we shall make man. And so he, he takes that idea of, of an individuality and plurality being united, right? Being, being united in, in one purpose, right? One mindset. Right, and so, so, God, so Christ was there in the beginning. He was the Word. Um, he, he, was, he was with God, and, and He was part of the creation, part of the Creator. On down. He came unto His own, verse 11. And they that were His own didn't receive Him, but as many as received Him to, um, to them, uh, He gave the, you know, the right to become children of God, even to them that believe on His name. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of, of God. And the Word became flesh. Right? That's one of the most poetic statements or phrases, in my opinion, that exists. The Word became flesh. Because in doing that, we were then able to see the embodiment of God, of holiness, of, of glory. Right? We were able to see him in action, him living and loving and serving and obeying, right? being humble. We were able to, we were able to see that. And, and one of the reasons he came was for us to be able to see that so he could show that he related to us and that we could have a better understanding of his mindset of what God uh, expects and what it looks like to be obedient to God. Um, but the Word became flesh, dwelt among us, as I said, so we could see. Uh, and we beheld His glory, seeing, glory as of the only begotten Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. We were able to see it. John bore witness of Him, um, and, and cried out, saying, This is he of whom I said, He that cometh after me has become before me. For he was before me. Right? Everybody remember who was born first? Who was John's mother? Elizabeth. And when Mary went to Elizabeth, 
Elizabeth was how many months pregnant? Six. Right? That sound about right? Six. And, and Mary was now pregnant. And so what John's saying, even though John's six months older than Christ in the flesh, he's saying Christ came before me because he has an understanding that Christ was with God. Christ was there in the beginning. He is the embodiment of God and he has now come to be with us. For of his fullness we all received uh, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Right? So, that, so what we saw and understood changed when God became flesh and dwelt among us for us to see. No man has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, who is the, uh, in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. If you see Jesus, you see God. If you see Jesus, you see God. A couple last ones. Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, more seeing, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. That, that's, that's another tremendous phrase in, 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 in word construction, but sin that clings so closely. Let us lay it aside and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, here's the joy, again, right? Paul said, do this, put your selfishness aside, and if, and if you do that, when you do that, that will make my joy complete. That will make my joy complete. And so Jesus, who is the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. That's a whole other lesson in the series under itself. But the idea of Jesus looking past what was in front of him in the short term to be able to embrace the joy that was in the long term, the joy that was set aside. He had joy, just like, right, salvation is set aside and reserved for us, right? Redemption, Ephesians chapter 1, right? Redemption set aside and reserved for us, right? Grace and forgiveness, it's all set aside, reserved in our name. Joy was set aside and reserved for Christ and was waiting on him at the end of his, his obedience, his humility of, of mind. Finish out Philippians, the rest of the text today. So we looked at verses 1 through 5. We've looked at John. We've looked at, at, at Hebrews. So Christ has experienced joy. He, he is now seated. We're going to see some language here that he has been, again, depending upon your, you know, the language of, of your particular translation, but there's language that is used that he has been exalted to the highest place. Now that's a, 
That's a, that makes you think, right? That, that, should, that should challenge you. He was God. He was God. He became flesh. But now he has been exalted, highly exalted, to the right hand of the throne of God. Right? And so listen, listen to, the, to the language that Paul uses here. Speaking of Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, counted not being on an equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself. Again, whole nother lesson. He emptied himself of, of many things, of many things in taking on flesh. He took on the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient even unto death, gave up everything except in his situation and in our situation with regard to being Christians. We don't give up everything we're ever going to have upon death. Upon death we transition and inherit that which is reserved for us. Wherefore, so therefore, also God highly exalted him and gave him the name which is above every name, that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, of earth, and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God and the Father. So what we see, what we see is that in order for that joy to be obtained, we have to put on the mindset of Christ. When he emptied himself of selfishness, right, and, and took on humility and took on obedience and looked out for others. There, there is no greater example of looking out for others and putting others' interests and needs before yours than the cross. Amen? Lackluster, but right? No, no other example of putting others' interests ahead of his as he existed in flesh. He, 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 he gave his all, right? So that we would have that relationship. And so, the, the admonition and challenge for us as we leave here, right, is we continue to work on, you know, it's not I but Christ in me that controls me, that directs me, that, that, that you know, changes the way I act and behave and think and what I want. Um, we work on looking out for others, right? I had a picture, there was a picture of a little girl looking, she was like a, looking at a parade or something that had her... Right, right. You ever do that when you need to see something? Right. If you if you squint down and look through a, a, a tighter tighter lens, it makes stuff clear. I'm only, I'm the only one. Um, it works. But that's what we need to be doing with those around us, brothers and sisters, and folks in our community and workplaces, is to is to look at them through a different lens so that we can understand what their needs are and try to meet them. Try, try, to, try to elevate them so that we're not just looking out 
after ourselves like we did when we were newborn, newborn babies. With that, the, the lesson is yours. If you have a need today, um, whether you've never put Christ on in baptism, or if you have struggles or wants or needs, you know, that you need to place before the congregation for, for prayers, we invite you to, to, to do that as well, you know, or, or, or catch one of us, you know, afterwards, anytime, uh, and, and have those discussions with us. But we, we're here for one another as we work on, on that road, on that journey, that race that we're, that we're all in um, as one another with, with the church. But if you have any needs, please come while Robin leads us in song.